and moan. And we're live, and by live, I mean we've recorded this sometime, and you're listening to it in the future. This has been edited. That's that's our. Uh, is that good for a grand return? I think that's pretty good. I think it's a good introduction. Yeah, that's that's what that's what we've been uh, working on. Is that intro? That's why we stopped. People are going to be seriously disappointed if that is the only reason that we returned. Hi, Matt. People, hey, 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 Jeff, and hey, people that you speak of. People listen? People People do. in Japan. I got compliments already for people who are listening to the podcast. They're like, From people you don't know? They recognize like, your voice on the street when you order, like, order Starbucks? They're like, you're back. I'm like, what are you talking about? And they're like, your podcast, it's back. And I'm like, oh, wow. Uh, oh, yeah, it is back. We're back. Yeah. Well, that's good. Yep. And this will be the third of the reintroduction to Bitch and Moan. So welcome to Bitch and Moan. Um, it's good to be back. Currently, you'll probably listening to last week's podcast, which was recorded in March of 2016. But it sounds just like it was recorded today because it's involving the same exact problems that exist in our world today. Wow, you're right, isn't it? It's literally about <laughs> Donald Trump. It's the funniest podcast you'll ever hear. Yes, that's the funniest podcast in the history of podcasts. Yes, I literally, I'm typing in SoundCloud just to see or you know, get an idea of where our numbers are. And as we're talking about Donald Trump, he infused himself upon me. And I literally typed in Sound Trump because nothing escapes the Trump at this current well, time. Well, he, he's, he's buying SoundCloud as well, which means within a few years, it'll be bankrupt. He's really buying SoundCloud? Don't tell me that. He's going to buy Fox and he's going to make Fox so much better. So, you know, anything's he- possible. Um, no, he's not. Yes, he is. That's the whole conspiracy. Well, well, I mean, he's buying America right now. The whole conspiracy is that he has no intention of winning the election, which, by the way, I really hope he doesn't. But the plan is, is that he then takes a huge opportunity to take down Fox and becomes a conservative messaging for all of America. So that's the current vision of what I've heard is the plan. Did you hear that from, let me guess, Republicans? No, I heard it from a lot of lot of conser- or a lot of conservatives. <laughs> no, I've heard it from a lot of liberals. A lot of people because in that's San their fantasy, Jeff. Whose fantasy? Liberals' fantasy. Wait, him losing the election or opening up this? That he's doing it for a joke. Oh, I hope he's doing it for a joke. But I, I feel that. See, here's the thing. Did you, you watch the debate? Right. Yeah. Okay. So, what did you think? I think Hillary's going to be president. I don't disagree with you. I think Hillary. Please, God. Please, if there's a God, please, God, please let Hillary be, Hillary be president. But okay. here's the thing. Oh, that God? That was, <laughs> it was in my ears. Um, I honestly believe that there are a lot of white people, like a lot of white people. There are. Who are going to be like, yeah, fuck this chick. Boom. You know, Trump. Like in, in, a, in a private space and in closed quarters where they're not observed or they're not protected by anyone else's opinions or judgment. There's a lot of angry white people who are like, women are evil, you know, you know, we want to build the wall, we're going for Trump. And that, I fear, is going to be the downcoming, or the downcoming, the downside of this entire election, is that this is yeah, going to be ugly. Um, not all white people, though. Well, I'm not saying all white people, trust but, me, I'm not trying so to... So it, it's, it's half white people and then everyone else against I, half of the rest of the white people, which right. is still... About half the country. I honestly think it's going to be a lot worse off than than people could even imagine. I think it's going to be, 
either Hillary Hillary will win or it'll be a landslide. And I think it, it, it's the, going to be the greatest landslide in the history of landslides, and Trump will be on the opposite end of it. And I hope, and I hope, I absolutely hope and pray that you are absolutely correct. But I am quite as long as Julian Assange doesn't fuck shit up the week of the election, I think we'll be all right. Well, if Julian Assange, I don't even know who that is, but if that WikiLeaks, per- oh yeah, okay, if that person decides to leak anything, like I, this morning, I, I haven't read it yet, but I, I saw that. Four pages of Trump's tax returns from 1995 were leaked by the New York Times, and yeah. he proceeded to threaten to sue them for it. And some the guy who leaked it, I think, said uh, he would risk jail time. Really, in order to get it out there. Yeah. Oh, I read God. I read a random headline somewhere that said that, so I take it as fact and tell other people what I read. That's pretty good. Why would Wiki Wiki leaks? Why would Wiki leaks <laughs> be so cited against the? the the democrats like what what is wikileaks is it a conservative a conservative thing i or? honestly don't know i haven't done much research on them um i've always heard a general social uh positivity towards them because they like to fuck the system up but in this situation you know i i, I think that they want us to crash and burn i think that julian assange wants america to just crumble because he knows what donald trump will do and he probably doesn't like hillary for his own personal reasons anyway obviously and so this is his way of fucking up the system. It doesn't, no one wins. Yeah. He doesn't right. win. No one wins. The Democrats, the Republicans don't win. We lose as a country. Something like that. Wow. Honestly, I don't know. That's fucking terrifying. He's kind of like an evil villain in this whole election movie that we're watching. It is definitely a movie. I mean, that, I was driving home from Southern California listening to uh, the, the debate, the first debate, and it was just great to hear Donald Trump Every two seconds, just, you know, sniff, 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 sniff. Um, you, you notice that right oh, away? It, especially traveling, especially not having a video picture to see what was going on. It was yeah. terrible, man. It was absolutely terrible. It was Cocaine's all, a hell of a drug. Well, yeah, I mean, I, you know. It's definitely cocaine. You think so? Every, everyone, everyone knows that he was on cocaine. Well, he had, like, I mean, if you listen to Bill Maher this week. I, I talked to a source and he said he was on cocaine. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, really? An unnamed source? Using his tactics against him. What and about un, Bill Maher? And then uh, Bill Maher did, talked about how, like, if you look at him, you know, he had these high highs at the beginning, and he was going great, and at the end, he he just cra- he just completely fell apart. Um, you know, he yeah, lost more, his edge, and you know. he didn't. He's like, "This is an hour. I don't have time to coke up again." Yeah, <laughs> can we do? Can you just pull away for one second? I'll take <laughs> care of the rest. I, Hillary um, can go to the Hillary can go do whatever disgusting shit she does in the bathroom. <laughs> I need more coke. <laughs> exactly. We need a little bit of commercials. Um, I, you know, I didn't listen to the whole debate because at that point in time, I was just so over the whole thing and and just beside myself on how I was really going. in a bad place before the debate. Really. Yeah, like for a few weeks, I, I, I was wondering what was wrong. And it was, it, it was not just the political realm, but then uh, the, the, the racial arguments, too, with Kaepernick and all that. Just the general, uh, nobody's listening to each other anymore. And everyone's upset. And everyone thinks they're right, no matter what side they're on. That's so very sad. What, what's the Kaepernick thing have to do with all of this? Um, the, it was creating a lot of racial talk, which, was, which nobody has an answer for right now. And no one's listening to each other. Just more disagreements about shit that should be shouldn't even be an issue. On you know, so that was just more negativity. So I was in a bad place. But then the debates have reinvigorated me quite a bit. So what's your take on the whole Kaepernick thing? What do you think of that? I think what's most interesting is people reacting and arguing about it. 
Um, do you mean people were reacting to it at all? Well, the, um, I, how uh, seriously they're they're letting it affect them. Well, it's interesting because they don't give him enough credit to be a good football player. <laughs> you know, they don't they don't give him credit to be good at his job, but they do give him credit to share his opinion. You know, and I and I think that that's I think that's a very interesting take. And I also think of, you know, let's say I worked at Starbucks and as an employee of Starbucks, I decided that I had to wear my my smock inside out or whatever you call their uniform. And I, and I like Starbucks. I'm not trying to cause any trouble, except, you know, it'd be nice if they didn't burn their coffee every time they roast it. But, you know, and, and also provide some customer service that, you know, those two things would be great as Matt takes a gentle swig speaking of starbucks customer service i have been going to the same one for a while yeah and now i'm starting to get free coffees because they like me and (laughs) i love starbucks customer service let me just tell you this coffee was 50 cents wow are you doing the uh pickup or you just getting it in store in store but i use the app okay okay so you scan it but you don't necessarily pre-order your coffee because correct uh, you get the discount okay Let's say I decide that I work at Starbucks and I'm being nice to Matt and I'm cheating the shareholders of that company by giving him huge discounts on coffee. And I didn't want to wear my... What's that? Yeah, that's right. (laughs) Fuck those shareholders. They're fine. You can can afford me getting a free coffee. I think you guys will be fine. I just don't understand, like, how long long have you been going to that Starbucks? How long did you nurture this relationship? Um, I'd say, like, the last four months I've been going there almost every day. Really? You can't buy a coffee maker? You're just, just, that's the LA lifestyle. It gets me out of the house, and uh, there's a lot of Pokestops on the way. Oh my god, you're still playing Pokemon. I don't know why, but yes. <laughs> that's okay, my wife is still playing Pokemon. Oh, it's that's like, so great to I'm, hear. Yeah, I'm talking to Validation, her. Validation, I'm not the only one. Yeah, she just, she just, she's elsewhere, and you're like, hey, are you okay, work? And she's like, oh no, no, I almost got this, you know, whatever. Yeah. The reason is I cuz I cuz I uh I I live walking distance to a lot of restaurants and Starbucks and my bank and the store. So I walk every day. Right. So I've just kept I've just that's been come part of my walk. I just downloaded it just to be topical so I knew so I could talk about it, but I just keep doing it and oh, I haven't that's stopped. Great. That's great. I watch a a, video, a vlog which is like my newest addiction a vlog. Uh-huh. That's our um, next level. Yeah, and uh and I watched this guy called the Daily Woo which don't even it's yeah and he was in florida he travels the globe or at least the united states just seeing experiences and he went to a park and there were thousands of people this is like a week ago thousands of people still in that park trying to find a rare pokemon they haven't left since the game came out well i mean they might have left but they still are coming out to try to catch pokemon and i just thought i and to quote him i thought it was dead i thought this whole thing was over and yet people are still playing yeah. Well, I, I was uh, I substitute teach and I was subbing seventh grade last week and the, a kid leaned over and whispered, do you play Pokemon Go? And I was like, hmm. Yes. And he's like, what level are you on? And I was like, "Uh oh, this could go really well or really bad. <laughs> level 25. And he's like, oh, my God. And he freaked out and told all his friends or asked me all these questions about Pokemon. I'm like, no, shush, later. We have to do math. <laughs> and, <laughs> You're a bad substitute teacher. So then at the end of class. Everyone leaves, and then, like, four seventh graders come up to me, and I have to show them my top Pokemon. Wow. So I'm like, take a look, and it's just a weird thing. But anyway, they made me really excited to keep playing now, so I want to show off to them. 
You're level 25. Yeah. And a half. <laughs> oh, yeah. What is your hey. What is your rarest Pokemon that you have? I don't know. Okay. Rarest? Yeah, like, I mean, why uh, were they so... A Blastoise. What's that? I have a Blastoise. That's what they right. said when they walked away. Here's a Blastoise. <laughs> I found it on the beach. Wow. That's impressive. So, Colin That's Kaepernick. A- but yeah, so if yeah. I decided if so, I was working okay, at here. Starbucks and oh. I gave away free Starbucks to people who are playing Pokemon, yeah, and I decided I want to protest like my Irish heritage, and I thought that the green smock they have to wear is offensive, and I decided I'm going to wear it inside out. Now, company policy may say that I don't. There's no guidance on wearing it inside out or outside out, but I'm going to wear it inside out. It's still wearing my smock and complying with the little black outfit and the really poor attitudes. Um, so I don't gonna do know. That. Is that is that the totally same? comparable? How? I don't know. Please explain. Um, well, the color of the of the uh, the smock that's the Starbucks within their company. So Kaepernick's not doing anything against the NFL and their choices. It's against the country. Right, right. Well, first of all, does the NFL even have? They don't have a policy on inflating footballs, so I doubt they have a policy for actually standing or how to participate in the national anthem. Uh, don't get me wrong; I don't <laughs> give a fuck. I think it's a very interesting concept. I just think that it's funny that that people give, you know, people are only at or paying attention to the football game because of the quality of the football players, and yet no one gives this guy any credit for being a quality football player any longer. Yes, they. He Colin Kaepernick <laughs> could be, you know. He has been very disappointing. He has been, but he's just like all of Forty Nine er quarterbacks post Steve Young. Chip Kelly was looking and designed his offense for that type of a quarterback, a running quarterback, a mobile quarterback. Is that why he's starting? Well, he's not starting, and I, maybe it's because he sucks, and maybe you're right, and he's lost his edge. But anyways, people don't give him credit for his skill as a football player, but yet they they let him be this. It's interesting. I just think it's Are interesting. Are you saying that you can only have a voice if you're a good athlete? I'm saying that, no, I think everyone should have a voice. I just think they're giving him a lot of credit when the IQ test of why he should even be in the conversation, uh, which is his skills as a football player, um, show that he is poor at his, his position currently. It's like saying, you know, the reason that we care about what, you know, you know, the reason we care that Kobe Bryant retired is because he was, he's a legend. If he wasn't a legend yeah. and he wasn't good at his sport, quite frankly, no one would give a fuck about his retirement, you know, but because we, because we, you know, he's a star player. We cared about his infidelity. We cared about. So him. you're surprised that we care about what Kaepernick says because he's not a star. I, I'm, I think that's interesting. I think it's something to say. I, yeah. I, I don't know if it's bad or good. I mean, I, well, he, he is, he did have a couple really popular years. So people do know him, no, but basically true. what they, the, just the fact that for anyone in this country to sit for the national anthem is, you know, by a lot of people seen as a terrorist attack in a lot of ways. Oh, I totally. I mean, yeah, people are completely irrational and cannot have an adult conversation about the national anthem. I, I fervently like, agree. Yeah. And what I haven't said yet, what I want to say now before people already tune out is I understand why he's doing it. And I'm he has every right to do that. It doesn't make me mad doesn't make me happy either i also don't feel too good about the state of the nation when it comes to that kind of stuff and the most um there's been a lot of people complaining about how 
the people on behalf of the, the of how like people on behalf of Black Lives Matter side of the things are protesting. Um, it seems like there's no good way to protest. There's no people just don't want to uh, talk about it. Like they say, so they're protesting by riots in the streets, and there's something he sits down peacefully, and they say, no, don't protest like that either, sort of thing. You know. I don't know. It's hard for me to have an opinion in this world because uh, I really just need to believe everything he's saying because it's not my world like that. It's not my perspective. I just and, I, think he's, uh, I think he's doing it in a very classy way, and I think that people who have yeah. a problem with it are, are being a bit ridiculous. I mean, you know, he's he. They asked him to to I think to kneel versus they asked him to kind of take you know a sidestep in the whole process. And he complied like he's he's not threatening to burn down the stadium. He's doing it elegant, elegant, elegantly. I mean, he's doing it in a very positive way. And I think that people should have the right to share that this, they're unhappy with the way things are going. And, and I think he's got a valid point to some degree, because I don't think anyone yeah. else has a better answer and what's going on. And just to continue to ignore the issue does not make it any better. For a while, what bothered me the most is that he couldn't really communicate his position well. And he didn't donate to these charities until after all this got popular, which I'm not sure is true, but I'm pretty sure that's true. Um, my sources tell me it's true. Um, but the best thing I heard him say was that I've ever heard him say, because he was always the worst interviewer as well when he was a star quarterback. Um, he said, he, everyone's talking about making America great again, but America has never been great for people of color. So let's make America great for the first time. Yeah, it's, that it's, was the best thing I've ever heard him say. Yeah, I, I, it's it's you know people like like Sandra Bullock donates a million dollars to Hurricane Katrina, and people think, well, well, that's really great. I mean, but you know, the Red Cross has been around forever, so <laughs> the fact that she just donated yeah. then doesn't. I mean, it's still it's still a very important statement. Donations or whatever, his commitment to his cause. Is, yeah, he still did it, but it's, yeah, it's interesting. I think it's a really great statement, my friend. Um, I'm not going to say his name because I don't know if he want me to associate with this quote, but he's not from the United States. And he would always critique folks from the U.S. who would say that, oh, the U.S. is the best country. U.S. is the best country. And he would ask them all the time, like, how do you know that? Like, how do you validate that the U.S. is the best country? Because, you know, you've never traveled anywhere. You've never been to other places. You never know what's better. And I love my country. I'm not, you know, I have no problem with supporting my country. But I think it's a very good question. Like we make these really broad statements, especially and the only reason I think it becomes really serious is because we have a guy who's running for president. His only basis or reason for running for president is he's supposedly successful at, at, at business. And nope. the, the whole goal here is to say that he is, is, is going to make America better or great again. And I yeah. think the idea is that it's like, one, really, it's, a, I mean, in some cases, in a lot of economical ways, this country's doing pretty damn well compared to where we were. It's, it's, eight years we're ago. doing better than we've ever done before, right? But in it a may not lot be for, ways. for everyone, like the middle class or certain races or certain segments. Like women, I mean, we talk about this all the time, but I hate to beat the drum, but women still don't get paid equally. Women still are not part of the Civil Rights Amendment. Women still, you know. But let's just ignore all that. And so I think yes, is it the best country in the world? Do a good enough job. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> That's I a quote know. from Trump, by the way. No, I'm sure. I don't so, know if it's the best country in the no, ever. Finland is. Everyone knows that. 
fuck, I'm not going to Finland because I'm sure it's freezing, snowing, cold. But, you know, we're going really well. But can we do better? Absolutely. And should we set the bar for a higher expectation? Absolutely. Should the police be held accountable? Absolutely. Should they be supported in their communities? Absolutely. Should women be treated equally? Absolutely. And if you have the courage to take whatever you've earned, Colin Kaepernick, and put that on the main stage, risking your career, I don't it know. was yeah, it was a dangerous yeah. I respect him from it was not a uh, politically smart or move. Like his publicist would have said, "Don't do that." But oh, now he's sure. on the cover of Time magazine. His agent, I'm sure, was you know like, "Hey, we want to be on the we like to play football side, not the causing problems in their mind side." And and I think also the you know, 49ers should be plotted because they've supported him you know very well chip kelly said some good things you know he's still a shitty coach but he's still you know some good things yeah do you think trump is a good businessman uh i think donald trump is a complete charlatan and i think that he is a what's that mean in regards to businessman i don't think he's a good businessman i think he's just a he's a horrible person and i don't care aside from that i don't care if he is a good businessman I don't need to be associated with a horrible person. So just so, because you're a good businessman doesn't mean... So let's go back and... Hold on. Let's go back in economics land. The role of, of capitalism is to not care about everyone. The role of capitalism is to care about the, the best companies and let them survive. The role as a businessman is to, not, is to find every way you can to cheat, borrow, and steal your way to, to success. He's accountable to no one else except his shareholders or himself. And so does that make business the evil of our country? No, it's, you know, obviously. But does it make him a good person? Does it make him somebody who we would rely on for being president? No. And being being successful in business only takes care of one of the multi-components that's required to become president. I don't think he's a successful businessman. I have no doubt that there are fishy bullshit details that I don't. Think well, need to keep waiting to be drawn out. They need to be told now. They need to I've be been dealing now. with. I've been dealing with some trolls even today uh, on Facebook. I post some things, and uh, certain people can't help but uh, say something negative about Hillary whenever I say something about Trump. Really? And um, he sent me this article with all of Trump's successes and failures. <laughs> His failure, you know, because he's got to have some successes, right? But um, all of his successes are based in purchasing a property fixing it up and turning it into a hotel sort of thing. All of his failures are his business, his actual business ideas, like starting a steak company or a vodka business or whatever, or a mortgage company, which by the way, are very simple ideas. Like imagine if you had a billion dollars, you had all that money. What would you do? I would go sell steaks and vodka and make golf courses. You know, I'd do something important like that. Like, Ah, well, it's so hard to articulate when you're such an idiot like myself, but he has never had to worry about losing everything. So when you're so comfortable financially, you can wheel and deal and be as ruthless as you want. And if they don't take the deal, so what? You're still a billionaire. He was born rich. He didn't achieve any. He said he got that million dollar loan. That was a million dollar loan, what, 30, 40 years ago? It's like $40 million today to start with. You could do whatever you want and fail as many times as he has and still be one of the richest men in the world. So I don't think he's a savvy businessman. He's never thought outside the box. He's done very safe 
like you know buying a building and fixing it up doesn't take a lot of creativity you know well, but it, it does i'm not and by all means i'm not i'm just playing devil's advocate here i am no please means yeah please trying to, no. to to advocate for trump and i do the same thing yeah he does take risk and it, and there is risk in buying a building no matter what building and being able to fix it up and know that you're going to be able to sell that building or rent that building right. for example but, right now in san francisco there is so much construction going on right now there is so much and if there yeah. is a bubble if there is a downturn that is going to come from this there's going to be really cheap apartments in san francisco in about five years because they're building so many apartments and all they see is glory and five thousand dollars a month in rent but that can only go so far and it'll eventually turn okay and i'm just saying that it does take a little bit of risk you're risking money you're risking an investment and also on the flip side but there's nothing wrong with following laws that are designed to protect that let me restate there's nothing wrong with following a law, whether the law is right or wrong, to protect your assets and yourself. Now, right. we can go back and say, is that the right way we should be having or creating laws that protect people like him? And so that he can, he can absolutely risk all this money and get no, no, go bankrupt and continue to do these things. We got to talk about that. But that doesn't make him a good opportunity to be president. He's not a humanitarian. He doesn't have a humanitarian bone in his body. He doesn't He's care had about every any... opportunity to do good things with his money. Well, and he, I haven't. And what has he done? He doesn't do anything for anyone else but himself and his family. Yeah. His kids are absolute, except for Ivanka. What's just that she's on her own little planet. You think she's okay? Uh, she's not ugly. And that puts her so on the planet. So that doesn't I'm mean just, anything. I'm just... God, you sound like her father. We're so... We're on... <laughs> oh, that's actually true. Um, I'm joking. Ivanka in just, is just like her brothers. They're just little baby sociopaths that are, you know... It, it's There's a lot to be concerned about here. And But does it make him a bad businessman? Eh. Does it make that relevant so, and the uh, only thing to be talking about? No. There are a lot of other things we should be talking about. Like, well, the, the way he yeah, treats the, women. Like, let's go back a second. Oh, what yeah. you just said. The way he treats women. The way he treats Miss Universe. The fact that he owns Miss Universe. Why is Miss Universe even a fucking thing in 2016? Yeah. The reason I don't talk about that, though, is because his supporters obviously don't care about that side of his personality. They but don't why see don't, that as being but, important. But, okay, let's say they don't care about that thing. But why don't women care about that thing? Like, why, why aren't women it, just absolutely... Uh, like, I understand that women are concerned uh, because women have the right to have an opinion and judge, um, you know, the quality of Hillary or the, the quality of Trump. But, like, why isn't that not like the... Mm, God, there's something bad. There's a bad taste in my mouth about Trump. Oh, yeah, he's a complete and utter bigot. And he, he's a sexist. It's, it's because they're brainwashed so, so much to think that Hillary is even worse. And so they see him through rose-colored glasses. And even, like, there was an interview with just one of his supporters, but she said that she doesn't think a woman should be president. Because right. of their emotions and the whatever, you know? Right. And that, that's, like, I mean, oh, my God. What is wrong with people? Like They I mean, that, are uneducated. That and... doesn't make... Okay, so, but the, the idea that... I'm, I'm, so, I'm, so, I'm almost speechless. I'm so angry. The idea that there is a group of half of the population is subject to being downgraded by this guy's views and perspectives. And, and 
I, to me, that's like that's that's all I needed. I don't care if he's good at business. I, he's a, he's an absolute deplorable human being. Yeah, well, because treated, half the country is still racist, like he is. No, I I totally agree. And like the way he treated Rosie O'Donnell, and the way he treats all his arguments, and the way he just stomps his feet and holds his breath. It's it's funny. My dad, I was at my parents' house, and my dad, like, he made like a comment of, "Oh, you know, I'm you know I'm getting old." And I'm like, "You're you're 67, 68 years old." I'm like, "Dad, Donald Trump is 70." Like, this guy is a machine. Like, he is, you know, he's going at it all over the place. He's traveling all over the place, fighting to be president. You, you're 68, Dad, but you, you keep going because this guy is an animal. And, you know, you could do a little bit better. Yeah, that's all I'm saying. Positive. But he, he's, it's, it's just unbelievable that this is even a conversation. Like you've the, the seen Republican, the idiocracy, right? What's that? Have you seen Idiocracy by oh, Mike yeah. Judge? Absolutely. Absolutely. The beginning of the movie where certain people have a lot of kids and certain people don't. And that, you know, so we're getting outnumbered, Jeff. How many kids do you have? Exactly. <laughs> How many kids do I have? I have a, exactly. I have a dog. I just think it's like we, we should be, there's no one else better. Like, let's just pretend that the, the conservatives have a, a, a point and it should be like Bill Maher talks about, you may have a differing opinion, but. Let's respect. Let's have some class. Let's respect our positions and our viewpoints. And let's. That's be, right. There, there is no respect across the wall. No, there is of, no of Democrats respect. and Republicans. And that is my. That has always been my biggest gripe with, uh, with conservatives is that there's no middle ground. Like I can I I can value your opinion. I can understand that. You know, we're talking about like the death penalty or abortion. I don't. I don't want to kill people. I don't want to see people die. I don't. I don't get any joy from having someone die. There's no pleasantness from that or anything die, to be quite honest with you. I just believe that women should have the absolute right to decide what happens with their bodies. Like that is my only line is, is it's just not my place. I don't, you know, Hey Matt, by the way, your haircut looks like shit. I think you should get a new haircut and then you have no opinion and you have to get a haircut. Now I'm not saying your haircut is equivalent to you know an abortion. I'm just saying it's your fucking body. If you want to get a tattoo, this is fucking idiot on your forehead, then more power to you, but it's not my right to stop you. That's all. Right. I mean, that's, but there's no middle ground here. There's no middle ground. The next president is going to have at least one appointment, maybe two, to the Supreme Court, maybe three. Right? That's yeah. a big fucking deal. Yeah. And, and, and the best the conservatives can do is Donald Trump. The, the best they can do. Yep. Come on. Like, we're, that's what, you know, people talk about this country, like Colin Kaepernick talking about this country being great. Yes, maybe this country isn't great because the best you can do is Donald Trump. And I don't know about you, but like my grandparents and my parents and their parents all came to this country to work their asses off to get a better life. And you're saying the best we could fucking do is fucking Donald Trump. Yeah, it says a lot that that's all they got to take some because the thing is, Hillary has been in public view like this for what, 20, 30 years. They've been watching her every step of the way to take her down and they can't. Because there's not something really to take. That's why we hear about the emails so much, because that's their best argument that has any kind of grounds that people are on board with. But well, she has been out there. She would have been taken down now if she did something really wrong, but she hasn't. But she, she also hasn't only been in public life as a senator or, you know, she, her public life was she was the wife of the president. And they, like, throw that at her. And apparently in this next set of debates, Trump is going to throw that at her. She was the first lady. She tried to have universal health care. What, what a fucking bitch. Like, honestly, how, how outrageous. 
you know, he's going to throw she, for being first lady at her house. Well, yeah, like one, uh, the healthcare thing that she tried to push through, and two, uh, Bill Clinton's cheating on her as with Monica Lewinsky. I'm curious how he's going to bring that into the argument because I, I don't see why, any like, question I, that would lead that. I hope Hillary does not go. So the one thing she did really, really well, and I was impressed with, was she was able to jab and attack, but she didn't fall down the rabbit hole with him. Like she didn't. Like one one thing you saw in the Republican debates is that he would attack, and then the person would engage, and then become emotionally involved, and then it would just spin out of control. Yeah. Every Whereas, time he interrupted her, she didn't flinch once. No, she didn't. She she just kept on target. She didn't fall. Take the bait. She's like, "Why is this person even here?" Right. I'm I mean, talking yeah. to the American people. Yeah, it was just like you know. Why is he the, even part of this conversation? I just those that was really important, and I thought she did a great job with that. Um, and and so I I just think that I can't. I totally lost where I was going. <laughs> yeah. They're, they're, yeah, I know. It, it's, I'm so it's, angry, the, Matt. So angry. I know. It's so just back to the point about people. Go ahead. No, I'm just go ahead, please. Is this what? The point about how people don't listen to each other, I think, is the biggest problem here because it's both sides think that they are the best and the other is pure evil. No, no, they that's, both. No, stop. That is not true. That is an absolute fucking lie. The liberal side of the argument. Not a lie because I do believe it. You're a liar. You are a goddamn liar. I don't care <laughs> I if you believe lie. it. I can, that's, that's me being wrong if that's incorrect. Okay, but let me tell restate. me why it's you, wrong. Here's where I think you are wrong. And, I, and I'm not saying you're wrong. Like I, I, I'm not accusing you of being a liar. I'm just saying you're wrong. Okay. Anyways, I just think that conservatives, I mean liberals in general, not all liberals in general, are much more willing to have a conversation. And I think that's uh-huh. the downside of the Democratic Party and the liberal part, liberals in general for the longest time is that they want to be like, okay, let's, let's come to, let's, let's see both sides. Let's talk about it. Let's, it's a gun control. Guns are, gu- you, there's no gun control. Gu- you can't have guns. Don't take away our guns. Okay, well, maybe yeah. assault but rifles. What about, nope. Yep, can't no take change whatsoever, can't take, please. Yep, nope. What, what about maybe banning, you know, the, the people who are on the terrorist watch list? Nope, can't ban guns at all. It's like. You're right. I say that because I, saying that, so me, me, being a Democrat saying that the Republicans only are the ones that don't listen and think we're pure evil, we would talk about it if they would let us. So the reason I say it like that is if a Republican's listening, I want them to, I don't want to put them as the enemy. No, I I'm guess. not trying to so make the reason I, anyone the enemy. All I'm trying to I'm say is that if you have no ability to listen, and I'm, I'm interrupting you, so I'm doing a job <laughs> listening, so you know, from, pardon my example. If you do not have the ability to at least see someone else's point of view, then what, what fucking good are you? Yeah, no, I know. Um, and it's, religion's a big part of that. And, you know, they are less intelligent because they're not open to new ideas. Um, what I've found talking to the trolls on Facebook is Whenever I, whenever someone from our side says, so that bigot Donald Trump, yada, yada, they stop listening because you call him a name. Whenever they say crooked Hillary, I, I want to stop listening immediately. It's that kind of disrespect that uh, is hurting the conversation. Well, it's also, it's not just disrespect. It's a, it's a hip hop. It's a, well, first of all, it's a tactic. So like yeah. last week on Bill Maher, you know, they had, he had. I wish I had the names in front of me, and, and it, there, it was a great episode. But basically, he had a conservative spokesperson who was, A, brilliant, on target. He framed a message. He did, so 
you know, that my wife was, was having a little bit of a challenge and I was having a bit of a challenge emotionally because he, he would talk over everyone. He would talk over and all the, all the conservatives, I mean, the uh, liberals on the show became emotional and they got involved emotionally, but he kept on target. He kept on message. It wasn't a talk show for him. He wasn't there to talk about things. He was there to discuss his agenda and get his agenda across. And yeah. when we get emotionally involved in those things, like the, the, the liberals were doing, like this woman was like, she just, she was yelling at him. And you can't do that because it immediately nope. turns off the message. The reason you want to argue with these people is because you care, because you know you're right, because you want to have them, you want to be, have at least the ability to understand that, that the liberal, the conservative or the liberal agenda is not black and white. There is gray in this conversation. And we can find middle grounds. Like that was the benefit of politics through the last hundred years of the 20th century is that there was always the ability to find middle ground. Like Bill Maher said, again, there was a, there was a classiness. There was a, there was a, there was a, a mode of the operating where you didn't, you, you argue, but you didn't hate. And right now liberals, I don't think really hate, but I believe conservatives. And I believe this to the core of myself, not all conservatives, but there is a group of conservatives that would rather blow themselves up at an abortion clinic than try to understand why there's an abortion clinic. Yeah. And that's, that's how do you fundamentally move forward as a country when you can't see middle ground? Like the Senate's not falling apart because it's lifetime politicians. So the Senate's falling apart or the, the house is falling apart because there's no more middle ground that you can't argue with people who think that we should build a wall between Mexico and the United States. Yeah. How about and by the way, do- I, want, I want to ask him, what if Mexico refuses to pay? Then what will you do? Do you invade Mexico? Exactly. How about, this? How about you stop this stupid drug fucking war and just le- legalize drugs? Yeah. I mean, if you just Can't legalize drugs, this problem of, of narcotics being smuggled in the United States, I hate to tell you this, Matt, but probably go away. And what if people... It won't be a problem. It'll be taxed. Yeah, I mean, what if right. people just started doing drugs? Maybe beyond the drugs that they already do as I'm drinking a Diet Dr. Pepper, which is the greatest drink ever, after I just finished my third coffee for the day. We're already addicted to drugs. We already accept drugs, especially pharmaceutical drugs, into our lives every only day. certain drugs. What's that? Only the drugs that, only the, the least fun drugs. Oh, opium is a drug that we let in our lives every day. People were hooked on prescription drugs. And it's okay because pharmaceutical companies make money because business people make money. So it's okay. Mm-hmm. But if you really wanted to protect the people of, of Mexico, which, by the way, do need a little protecting because it's still got a lot of problems, building a wall, that's going to fix everything. I don't driving, think protecting the people has ever been on part of the agenda. Driving jobs. He talked a lot about trade. Driving jobs out of Mexico is not the solution because they're just going to go to a cheaper part of the world. They're never coming back here. So we have two options as Americans. It's like saying, I'm going to open up a retail location. I'm going to start selling clothes at a retail location in 2016. Guess what, guys? The internet changed everything. And you can either get on board and find new ways of figuring that out, or you can go out of business. The same thing happened with, with production jobs and, and industrial jobs. They went to Mexico. They're never coming back. What are you going to do? We're going to save Detroit, or we're going to educate the population and fix it so that we can all keep moving forward. Like, what choice do you have? It's never coming back. The wall's never going to fix it. There's too many, tics, there's too many uh, wage issues. There's too many taxation issues. They're never coming back. You know what I mean? Yeah. Just this whole, uh, sorry. I never really thought I was into the election until this podcast today. <laughs> yeah, I've been letting it get to me. 
the thing is, if he does get elected, if, and I don't, I, I will think of, I will, I will regret not trying harder to spread the gospel of how wrong he is. And what can I do, though? You know, the night of the debate, I donated 10 bucks to Hillary for the first time so that she at least had one extra supporter after that debate. Other than that, I've posted on Facebook and I've talked to the trolls and that's it, you know. I, I think, honestly, I think liberals, I mean, in, outside of California, I mean, like in Florida, you know, Ohio, I think you have to be scared and we're not scared. We're not, it's like in, in the Iraqi war, you know, we, we went to war with Iraq and we went to a war with Afghanistan and the American people did not suffer at all. I was reading right. this really awesome article about uh, Kentucky um, whiskey, not Pennsylvania rye whiskey. And they talked about it during the First World War. They stopped making alcohol because they had to make it for the troops. And during the Second World War, they had to stop using wheat to make alcohol. So that's where vodka became a thing. And mm -hmm. during, uh, we went to war. We had a huge attack that was equal to Pearl Harbor in my mind, in my humble mind, my unopinionated mind. Yet we didn't suffer at all. There wasn't an issue with gas. There wasn't an issue with buying a new iPhone. There wasn't an issue with, you know, going on the internet. There wasn't an issue going to Starbucks. But in the past, we had to suffer. And now, as, as, as liberals, we have no, there's nothing, there's no pain here. The economy is decent. Jobs are available. Gas is cheap. And so Ish. gas is pretty fucking cheap compared to it. It'll never be a dollar again. I remember a dollar. Yeah. When it was Bill Clinton as president. What a horrible, terrible president. But uh -oh. when George Bush was president, George W. Bush was president, it was $5 a gallon. Mm -hmm. All I'm saying. I noticed it, it didn't go down until right before the election. Did you notice that? Yeah. And well, you know, it's also really pissing me off. And I, I don't know if you noticed this is that. During that time when it was so expensive, airlines would raise all their prices because they needed, you know, they did jet fuel yeah. and it was so expensive. Those prices never came down. So fuck you, airlines, except for Southwest, yeah. because you actually didn't have that issue, but you still suck anyways. I'm just saying we didn't suffer enough. I don't think liberals are, are freaking out the way they should be freaking yeah. out. And that's, that's why Michael Moore said that Trump won the debate, I think. Oh, really? You heard him say that? No, I didn't. That's Michael Moore. Michael Moore said Trump won the debate. And Breitbart posted a story saying, you're about to agree with Michael Moore for the first time in three, two, one. Uh, <laughs> I think he's saying it to, because he says if, but, the, the, you know, they took that bite. But what he said basically was, if you support Hillary and, thought, and, and you're feeling all good that she did so good in the debate, but you didn't do anything about it, then Trump has won. Yeah, that's a great statement. Wow, that's a... <sighs> So I did $10, but what the fuck are we going to do? Make, I don't want to make phone calls, but I'm considering that I might, you know, I don't know what to do, man. On the back side, help. you know, you talk about 10 bucks and it may not feel like a lot of money, but most of his money, almost all of his money that he's raised is from small donations because no one wants to give him money who has a fucking rational mind. And so he's not getting you know, huge donors like Hillary Clinton is because oh yeah she's getting so much more because he's he all he's able to con into giving him money since he doesn't have any of his own fucking money allegedly is that I hope he's that'd be great if he sued us oh my god anyways um it, it's it's all from small donations so fuck yeah good job man ten bucks is great that's you should feel good about it I made I phone calls uh, for Obama back when he was yeah. running for the first time and the second time I didn't feel like 
um, it was as useful because I was making phone calls in California. My friend Donovan um, always said when George Bush was running for president and he lost the first election, but let's not even go there. Is you should go buy a small little house in Iowa, <laughs> and that's like that's the only way you will influence change because you can a vote. You can have a caucus at your house in Iowa. You could have them caucus at your physical house, and you can also go in and make phone calls in a place that you have a residency. You know, yeah. Florida would be another example. I'd love to buy a condo in Florida, go to Walt Disney World, whatever I wanted to, and also influence these cockeyed fucking idiots who live in fucking Florida. Yeah, And I only Big say problem. that because I don't believe the conservatives are cockeyed fucking idiots. I just think that I'm so fucking angry right now that that's all I can see. So I'm going to pull their own card and I'm going to start acting like a conservative and I'm going to start being blind to their side and they have no opinion until this election is over. I am not going to be in fighting for the middle ground. I'm going to fighting for dominancy. So fuck you. Yeah. Sorry. Problem with doing that is they will never listen. I'm trying oh. to phrase the conversation in a way that they will listen because it's so hard to get through to them. That, but there is no way to get through to them. And I refuse to believe that. I know you're right, but I'm going to try and figure it out. It's like arguing with a fucking hamster. I know. The hamster just sees the food, the wheel, and the fucking, and that's all they see. You're like, if you look on my, uh, my Facebook page, um, I posted a video about all of Donald Trump's uh, business failures. You're into this, man. I had no I idea. Have been. I yeah, had no um, idea. So I just posted that video and I said, it's amazing how some, I said, some people are so rich that they can live a lifetime of failure and still be more successful than anyone I've ever met. That is so true. How would anyone find your Facebook page if they were going to find your Facebook page? Matt Larson. I don't care. Go ahead. Give me death threats. Um, <laughs> That's your entire Facebook page. Matt Larson. I don't care. It's Facebook.com yeah. slash. Yeah, well, I mean, you search Mars Legstrong for anything and you'll find me, but I don't know if you'll find my personal Facebook page that way. Well, um, I well I, 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 I'm Matt Larson is one of the 30 likes on Mars Legstrong's Facebook page. So uh, anyway, so anyway, there are people commented on that. And there are I, I didn't realize how long it gotten it's gotten, but there are like one comment has 21 replies. Another comment has 15 replies, you know, and I'm chiming in and some people are backing me up. It's been really helpful for me because so. Rarely do people even have these conversations because you start talking to someone about these issues and, oh, they don't agree with you on this. Well, fuck them. Too bad they can't be my friend anymore. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, I just um, think Facebook is a I, the reason I'm, entertainment. I'm not a big fan of Facebook is because it's just a cesspool of those type of, of fucking people. And whether somebody has a gun control conversation or, a, you know, they want to talk about Colin Kaepernick, <laughs> it's like it's you just go from like, let's have fun dialogue to fuck you. That's what I'm trying to avoid. Yeah, it's like Tom Brady. That's all I'm just saying. It's just like Tom Brady. The Jesus Christ of football. It's, you mean it's it's guilty of deflating footballs like no. Tom Brady? No. <laughs> no. It, it's it's suspended for three games like Tom Brady? No, four games. No. And <laughs> <laughs> we're going to wrap it up, but I just want to let you know what the next week looks like for me so we can talk about it next week because we are already way past our time. Yeah, we're all over the place in a good way. This is good. Next week, this week, I'm going to Cleveland to go oh. watch the Patriots play the Browns to see the return of sweet baby Jesus, Tom Brady. Oh, God. It's going to be you sound awesome. like Ricky Bobby. It's going to be so great. So You're going to Cleveland for I'm that? Going, I'm going to Cleveland. What's really sad God. is until this weekend, I did not realize that my cousin, my actual second blood cousin, 
lives in Cleveland. So I feel like an A, an asshole, and B, I'm going to get at least something fun out of Cleveland besides watching the Patriots kick the ever-living shit out of the Browns. Wow. Maybe I'm you have your priorities. Yes. And I'm, I'm, we're literally going to fly in, go see the Hall of Fame, go see the game. You guys have season tickets? or No, no. We bought tickets just to see Tom wow. Brady. We I wish bought... I was as... What's that? I wish I was as rich as oh, you, Jeff. Trust me. These Cleveland tickets are very inexpensive. Buying a plane ticket to do something like that is so beyond me. I don't oh. think so, man. Trust I think me. you got to live. You got to live, Trust. dude. You got to gotta get a live. You got to live. Speaking yeah. of living, on to next week. On yes. to Cleveland. Have fun with that. We'll talk about it next week. Oh, hopefully it doesn't break any more rules. <laughs> the fact that he's <laughs> theoretically back from the suspension. I have a free Brady sticker on my car. I'm going to remove it now because he is mm. now back. I'm I'm happy for you. Uh-oh. All right, going back to <laughs> what we said. Oh my god, that Uh-oh. just exploded. Uh-oh. There's more. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, Are you clear? Because yeah. tight. <laughs> if you'd like to learn more about our little podcast we have here, you can go to uh, SoundCloud.com or .co slash Bitch and Moan. You can also find us on Twitter at Wine and Gripe, on Facebook at Wine and Gripe, on iTunes at Bitch and Moan or Wine and Gripe. I think that's it. And I have a new website now. Oh, called MarsLegStrong.com. Wow, shameless plug. I've been very productive, Jeff. I can only imagine. Are you still using what's that thing that Twitter had with the little thing, the three-second line? Yeah, yeah. Is that still a thing? <clears throat> no. Uh, it's like a my it's it's like how MySpace is now in a lot of ways. Oh, nice. I still put videos there. It's and it's sad that I do, but I do. MarsLegstrom.com. Yeah. All right, man. I'll see you next week. See you next week. Bye. Bye, world. <laughs>